The following podcast contains subject matter that may be unsuitable for more sensible viewers. Views expressed here do not reflect that of any community that you would want to be a part of. Listener discretion is mandatory. Mama, what this means me? No, 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 no. Almost got the burp in there. So sad. Yeah, I did not get the burp. Heartbreaking. I, ca- I can't do it again. It was spontaneous. Oh, that was you. I just assumed that was Ree. Um, <laughs> I, I have never burped. Am I just like, I just don't burp in your mind? Yeah, no, you're just like this perfect angel, and Ree's the type of person who still laughs at fart jokes. So I just. Fart jokes are funny. I love you. What do you want? They're, it's high quality humor. I mean, to be fair, I cannot fart. Um, which sounds very sweet and feminine, but it actually means I'm just gassy all the time. <laughs> and one day you'll go off in your poor, poor other half. Anyways, hey everyone, welcome back to Tranifesto, the show that would like to say fuck you if you've started putting up Christmas decorations already. It's too fucking early. For fuck's sake, stop I'm that. actually stoked for Christmas. Fuck you. Christmas. I, okay, like, just, I want to bounce my theory off you. Liking Christmas is completely contingent on having a good relationship with your family. Yeah, I would say there's sure. probably a large Venn diagram of that. Yes, I'm just saying, like, um, out of out of us, some of us like Christmas and some of us don't, and some of us prefer Halloween and some of us, you know, don't. And and some of you are allowed to be have, wrong. Some some of us have pers- have complicated personal lives. <laughs> are you saying it's just because I get along with my parents that I hate Halloween? Or, or, or at the very least, it means that you love Christmas because you like your parents. What does it mean if you look forward to Thanksgiving, though? That means you hate means indigenous people. Yeah. 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 You're Maoist. <laughs> Anyways, so welcome back to our part two episode that we totally planned on doing uh, and was not meant, was we were totally planning a two-parter all along. Uh, it just so happened to coincidentally work out that last time uh, the show ended right where we needed it to. Um, so, yeah, well, uh, I mean, you. that was on purpose. The whole fade out at the end, the lie about my internet—it was all just. It was a bit. Yeah, it was just part of the being show. Funny. It was. It was a shtick. It was um, a bit, and if you didn't get it, you're actually just not qualified to listen to podcasts. Yeah, and you hate children. You just don't appreciate comedy. Yeah, no, for sure. Also, because I found out that apparently she listens to this now. Uh, Rain, thanks for helping out. Yay. Um, I didn't realize that she was falling asleep. Rain listens to the podcast. She does. uh, She falls asleep listening to it, apparently. Um, So, hey. Hey, Buck. I love you. Oh, boy. We're not allowed. So, are you saying that we have to go completely uh, PG now? Oh, absolutely not. Uh, Yeah, see, uh, I find that that objectionable. (laughs) Because I make... What, going PG? No, the fact that a seven-year-old is listening... (laughs) Well, I feel like she, I, this is not. She's tall for her age, so, you know, that's something. Okay. Uh, anyways, quickly getting past my uh, spotty uh, parenting. Uh, yes, so uh, the good news is that our, our, our last week's episode did kind of end off on a, on a pretty good halfway point. Yeah. Uh, which was we were talking about the movie itself. So we want to take a step away from that now um, and get to the... And discuss the culture. Exactly, because it's not just the movie. It's what this movie represents and all the things around it. So uh, kind of to start off with, let's kind of get into the Rocky Horror subculture a little bit. I think that's a good well, I mean, place what to start. What is build it, out. right? So exactly. like, the first time I saw Rocky Horror, and I feel like the place... Almost everyone who likes this movie or is involved in the community sees it is 
at one of these shadow casts where you go to like a indie theater and shadow casts were what preceded podcasts they were basically podcasts but like projected up on onto a wall with a candle in like your hands i was gonna say it's more of like a Yu-Gi-Oh thing like we're in the shadow cast realm so they play the movie and up front there's like a cast of local actors and such who play along to the movie and get the audience involved and you yell like slut every time janet is on the screen which we can talk about (laughs) <laughs> it's usually like sexually frustrated middle-aged men, but it's still something. Well, I mean, I feel I feel like that Rocky Horror has a fairly like diverse, uh, you know, audience. Yeah, it's like there's gay people, and there's also people who are really into burlesque. You mean gay people? Um, <laughs> no, straight. <laughs> no, people she who didn't are say poly. Think they're queer. Damn it. Yeah, and so like it, it is a diverse community, and you go to these things, and it is like a moment it's a space and there is there's good parts to that and there are bad parts to that which is worth discussing but that's definitely like the the cult following of this movie that is the point you get fucking shit-faced at one of these things you hang out with other weirdos you watch the shadow cast and you dress up in kink gear or you cross-dress or whatever it is you want to do which is exactly yeah. like what I want. I believe our mission it's just is like to make every Vancouver house party. I feel like our mission <laughs> is to make the movie the assignment that for trans people. I can't, no, like dead serious. I was talking about this the other day. Like I want to come back to Vancouver uh, and listeners, please email us and message us. If you like this, I want to go to Vancouver, rent out and have the assignment, uh, like just have the assignment play. I think that would be perfect. Especially the Michelle Rodriguez sex scene. I don't think we have enough of a following or Patreon bucks to hey, rent out 12, the Rio. 12, 12 people would be really happy. <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? We were talking about the subculture of Rocky Horror. And the shadow casts. Right. So what is our experience with this the shadow cast? What is our positionality, our relationship? Mine was I've never been. Really? I've never been either. Actually mine was in um, <sighs> high school. It was just uh like we would just listen to the soundtrack while we were in like script writing class. That is so like that is like I know you're a theater kid, but the more you talk about it, the more I realize why you are how you are. <laughs> Let's <laughs> I, it's these experiences. Wait, wait a second. <laughs> How am I supposed to take that? So, like, neither of you have been to one of these shadow casts. No, we're just gonna gloss over this. What am I? Because I remember going, I was like, you know, 18. I was a boy. Wait, you were what? <laughs> a young warthog. I went to the Rio to see the marching band picture show. Said son, when you grow up. Dressed up in my girlfriend's clothes, wore makeup Stacey's in mom. public. As you do, like, that's the thing. And that's the thing about it is like, it's an excuse to cross dress. Um, yeah. And we all could use that. Which, like, I, I feel like we can kind of talk about how that fits into the, as of last episode, to, uh, timely, as of now, not so much, like, topic of Halloween and how people use Halloween to clown with gender. Yes, these are sort oh, yeah. of similar things. Um, especially because Rocky Horror is Halloween-y. Mm-hmm. It's seasonal. Um, and that's definitely... Yeah, I mean, they usually don't blast it on St. Patty's Day. That's definitely the idea, right? Is you get this opportunity where you can play with gender and have a 
socially acceptable, semi-plausibly deniable excuse to cross-dress and to be a different person and to explore things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's I basically saw... a, it's a it's a license it's a license to do what you would like cur- uh, like gender gender like experimenting with gender is like one of those things that a lot of people don't like very there's very little g- leeway into trying mm-hmm. like it's such a fragile thing. So any excuse for like people that are even like questioning it to like be like, "Oh, I'm just kind of getting into it's plausible deniability." Yeah, and like if you do that on different days in different social contexts, you risk you risk like violence or you risk being harassed or getting shit. Whereas if you do it on like Halloween or at Rocky Horror, you kind of have this space where you can do it safely and you can yeah. do it in a way that feels comfortable because everyone yeah. else is doing it or they're at least like chill about it. Yeah, because I mean, my my first experience with any type of cross-dressing was actually back in high school, again, with the theater group that I'm now having an existential crisis about. Um, but I, we went well, to, this we were in New York. right? They turned you Yeah, dressed. this is just layering it. I feel like I'm in like a self-help session now. Fuck it, I feel seen and I don't like it. <laughs> um, I'm tagged in this podcast. Rep- 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 representation is bad. I hate this so much. But we were in New York and there is this, um, apparently there's this tradition that at the end of the trip, all the teachers would take all these kids to like a dinner theater that was full of drag and it was called lips. And so like I, I as a joke, I was like, you know, with as two of my other. Yeah, she, yeah she, as a joke. Just joking. Yeah, exactly. I was just like, I'm like, oh, hey, you know, I'll, I'll wear full drag through the streets of New York if you two do it. And like they wore just like feather boas and like eyeshadow, and I had the girls like help do up an entire outfit for me. Yeah. And it was too late to go back, so I was like, okay, well. <laughs> no, don't make me wear the girls' yeah, outfit. No. no. Oh no. Oh god, I guess I have to. No, like uh, yeah, there were so many posts this Halloween about like trans women posting like to all the eggs who wore like women's clothes for Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Um, like hey, you can actually just dress like this all here. Um, like it's definitely a phenomenon. Yeah, it's like look, there's there's no such thing as like gateway gay, but if there was, this would be pretty close for us. And so like Rocky Horror, also it's community and it's subculture, not just as a space where you can cross dress, but also a space where you can kind of meet queer people and gender non-conforming people. It's generally like a safe space, potentially the first time, like especially if you're kind of sheltered from that side of the world um yeah it's like a place where you can meet these people and get to know them and have like a good time with them and be messy and vaguely queer together although um it's definitely not all queer people which we'll talk about too no but it's also a place where you can like start to find something because like one of the hardest things was is that like it's meeting people or knowing where people uh, even gather like and Rocky Horror teams tends to be like seems to be like almost this like neutral ground where you know if you yeah. if you're like especially if you're in like like a more conservative state or something like that and you're like well where do I meet queer people uh, because representation is good but also like meeting someone face to face is tends to be like the best experience for most people. I personally hate to meet someone face to face. That's fair. I, but how is other people? <laughs> that's okay. It's it's <laughs> you can meet them face to dick, but the. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but I mean, like, it's it's just like it's basically like it's a giant coming here. I mean, like, there's like the gay districts and like in the major cities and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, at least then it's a place you know you can go to. I don't know. It's like it's a common ground. Like a lot of people watch Rocky Horror and they're like, oh, it's 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 fun. You know the songs you play along, and that's like 
that's part of the the, the yeah. charm of cult films like this is it, much like the room which i mean like this one helps because it's like a musical which i mean like it makes it even more oh, accessible. exactly yeah although i feel like rocky horror also provides that space where a gay bar wouldn't because you don't want to go to a gay bar if you're like not really sure what you are mm-hmm. oh exactly whereas like rocky horror is full of like cishets who are just like theater freaks you know and so like you can go to rocky horror and not be at a gay bar where uh, you're yeah. like either i mean if you're like a straight girl you can go to a gay bar no problem but if you're a straight guy gay bars are or scary. questioning guy mm-hmm. yeah exactly Especially if you like don't know your place in this community you can go to a space that's yeah. neutral ground but is also like queer coded how do you how do you interact with these people like at least with rocky horror you know how to interact with them based on like if you go to a gay bar it's like do we like how do i shake your dick as a form of greeting which, like i don't know what to do which also like but also that does apply to like i think halloween at large in a certain way like mm-hmm. everybody like even even if it's like you know like oh it's i'm just dressing like this is a joke like it's 10 times more acceptable like on halloween and then you can just in general get away with way more than you ever could on your like day to day even even when there is an excuse to do that kind of stuff on your day to day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also to see like, it's like to see how people respond to it. Like, especially with Halloween or Rocky Horror, let's say for example, that you've taken a step further beyond curiosity and you're like, well, I'd like to try something. You can go to those places and like your failure won't result in total um, ostracization um, from your friends and loved ones, you know, if it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you if you go to like something like this and someone's like, oh, you look really cute in that skirt. I don't you know, whatever the case is, or even like Halloween, even if it's something jokingly, you're like, haha, there's that moment where you just I wore a corset. Oh, fancy. That's that's right? wow. It's a great picture. No one's ever allowed to see. <laughs> oh, OK. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, the thing is, I, I like any 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 situation in which you can try something and, and the, the risk of uh the blowback is minimal. I mean, that's part of what yeah. Rocky Horror has all been about. There is a lot of bad parts to Rocky Horror, like we discussed last time, consent in the movie and stuff like that. And I'm Which sure I think like we can talk these... about in look at that how that carries over into the um, show as well. Well, that's exactly what I was about to get to. Like, as much as there's the good parts of the Shadow Cast that like it's a thing that people come to and understand the rules of and participate. There's also a lot of um, things like I, I remember reading something about the Virgin Initiation, like what happens with that. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, and there there. Are... Things about that that are problematic. Sorry, we don't say problematic anymore. That's embarrassing. We say fraught. <laughs> there are things about that are, that are fraught. Um, like, it's a hypersexual space, and it's a very flamboyant space, and it's a space where people will push you. Um, and if you're, like, really new to this kind of thing, this kind of scene, or if you... Are potentially underage or potentially a little uncomfortable people will push you and you're in this it gets kind of vulnerable and there is something about it being a kind of i guess yeah hypersexual space that has problems well i mean like that hypersexual spaces in general both here and at large have this problem where it's the idea that everybody has the same level of hypersexuality uh, it's an assumption yeah. by the people there or at least the negative people there that like oh because i'm hypersexual to this degree therefore other people would be as well and i think that's something that happens in in these like there's there is audience participation um and i i i i think for some people not under fully understanding what that looks like in here i mean it's a very good question between like 
where is the onus on the people going to this versus where is the onus on this avenue or this subculture to make people uh, uh, feel more comfortable coming into it? And I think there's a there's a yeah. good conversation about where where the where the responsibility well, lies. Because we talked about hypersexuality in like you know various communities last time, and mm-hmm. that's the question is like because being in a hypersexual space can is awesome if it's something that you're consenting to and the idea is if you are going to one of these shows are you as such consenting to whatever's going on there even though it's like to standardize it in a way that you could like sign a waiver would take away a lot of the like attraction of it yeah and i mean like I don't think you necessarily sign up for it when you come in, especially because you might not even really know what you're signing up for. True. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's 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 about a hypersexual space. I feel like it's also just about a theater guy, like a theater kid space where like theater people are just like that. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, like I don't know. It's just fucking the amount of times in theater kids like you're over at each other's houses like practicing, you all just fall asleep together on the same bed, and nobody seems to have a problem mm-hmm. with it. Like. It's just, it happens. We're fucking, look, I left it, all right? They're weird, but I'm, I'm, I'm weird, not but judging I'm not you that for weird. Being a no, I'm judging me for doing this. I know this. lots Holy of shit. theater kids. Um, yeah. I have theater friends. <laughs> you, you, you respect their life choices uh, to become theater majors. Yeah, even if I don't agree, I yeah, exactly. respect them. <laughs> Fuck, I hate my life. Anyways, um,. I think it's one of those things, for the most part, though, it's a positive. I, I do like these. I, and I think there's a reason that they're still going on. I don't hear a lot of negative stuff in the news about it. And it's one of those weird things that, like, as weird as that as that show is, like, you think you hear more, like, uh, right-leaning individuals bitching about this film or its uh, impact on people. But I think even people from they across... They do not seem to care. Well, that's the thing. is, I think even from people across the aisle... Um, mm-hmm. They don't need. They even seem to be fine with this film, which again is fascinating to me. And I think that that kind of yeah. lends credence to something I was talking about last episode, which is like two people are watching this film and getting vastly different things away from it. Whereas someone who's more liberal might look at this as like a weird exploration of sexuality. Someone who's right leaning, it's like, oh, look at all these idiots being idiots. Yeah, every, everybody. Lo- everybody loves a good freak show. I feel like most conservatives have just never heard of Rocky Horror Picture Show and it's just a blind spot for them um, and so they wouldn't think to go after it. No, that's fair. But one thing that we should probably go after before we all forget is the actual creator himself. Oh god. Yeah, so uh, this so part this is, is going to be triggering. Like for real. It's like a trigger like, warning. We're just saying heads up. We're, we're gonna talk about the creator Richard O'Brien's takes. It isn't talking about him platforming him Mm. <laughs> so fine. Let's just give him a fake name. Anyways, his name's Elliot so Rogers. Rich, Richard <laughs> yeah. O'Brien is a great example of why this kind of queer-coded, sexualized, flamboyant space or scene or style or media doesn't necessarily breed LGBT inclusion Ooh. and doesn't necessarily equate to a kind of healthy idea about what queer people are or what it means to be gender deviant um it's sort of like it's sort of like um rupaul i would make a comparison to rupaul although richard o'brien is much worse than rupaul yeah Yeah, there's a different that there's there's the difference between like being kind of tasteless and having just bad harmful takes richard o'brien the creator of rocky horror he stars as riffraff he so we will start with the positive parts 
he has his own sort of fluid gender identity. Um, he doesn't really strictly adhere to any one gender role or aesthetic or performance, which I support. He's kind of gender fluid. Yeah, said that uh, he's on, like, could be on the, like, trans spectrum or, like, has used yeah. a couple of different terms. He said, mm-hmm. quote, I believe myself probably to be about 70% male, 30% female, adding that he ticks the M box for gender, but would quite like to have other to tick, which, you know, that's cool. Yeah, respectable. Yeah. But it, that's about where the good parts end. Oh, Andy, and he wrote all the songs so we know he can write a hook. There we go. That's... <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, he spoke about our friend of the pod, Jermaine Greer, and her... <laughs> Jermaine, come on the pod. <laughs> anti-trans <laughs> comments. Um, she's like Queen Turf. Greer said... Yes, Queen. Just because you lop off your dick, then wear a dress doesn't make you a fucking woman. Which, and I, it, I mean, it, that, that, I mean, it's technically yeah, not it's, wrong. It's, it is technically true. <laughs> you could drop off your dick and wear a dress and still be a man. Yeah, so. Um, you're valid. <laughs> Shout out to Bye. my post, post, uh, is it still SRS if you're not, like, I guess, I guess it would still be SRS if you're not, like, identifying as the gender that. I mean, uh, no one calls it SRS anymore, Re. Well, Yeah. It's called genital feng shui. Get with the times. <laughs> it's called SRS a, it's, is dated terminology. <laughs> yeah, Re, weren't you at the last Lefties Anonymous? Christ. Uh, God, why do we even have a podcast with you if you can't keep up? What is, what is it now? I feel like we've had this conversation um, before. GRS, genital reconstructive surgery, yeah. which is like what it is. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, and it doesn't have the weird connotations of like... Or flesh origami. Sexual reassignment surgery or gender reassignment surgery, which, which makes even less sense. Penile um, poke. Uh, um, the vague vagina. This, just the, so the, anyway. The, the old slap chop. Toothless sarlacc. Richard O'Brien said, quote, feminists who say that because someone has surgery that doesn't make them a woman, I think I agree with that. I agree with Jermaine Greer and Barry Humphreys. You can't be a woman. You can be an idea of a woman. You're in the middle, and there's nothing wrong with that. I certainly wouldn't have the wedding tackle taken off. Which, I mean, there there are, like, people who argue that to be a woman is to be an idea, like, but and I feel like... Yeah, but he you know, certainly doesn't have that idea. No. <laughs> he... It's... <coughs> it's like you can't be a woman, you can be some approximation of a woman but you aren't a woman because women are afab yeah that like which is like, i feel like is a fairly like i feel like he's not alone of like people like who might have been like progressive at the time like you know what i mean oh for sure i've, I've definitely heard this take before among people about his age well that's this is like one of the things i actually wanted to touch on thank you for bringing it up which is the whole idea of like uh, people that are, you know, progressivism is a constant state. It's not a single getting to a platform thing. But a lot of people, it seems to be getting that. Like Jermaine Greer uh, did wonders at a certain point in time for a certain angle of the cause. But especially now, like, it's counterproductive. And, like, seeing how that happens, I guess, in other groups as well. Like, I- I'm watching it happen yeah. kind of with BreadTube right now. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. Like, it's sort of like if a really famous musician like revolutionizes a genre and then 30 years later they're still making music but no one goes because they're just kind of embarrassing now yeah yeah which like it's like because with feminism with like especially in feminism like there's like endless examples of this because i mean like when you're looking at the different waves like you know first wave feminism great women's suffrage objectively good 
a lot of them were incredibly racist. Like we're and like that with yeah. second wave feminism yeah. is that we're still dealing with a lot of they've are they did the good stuff and we're and basically all they have left is the bad stuff and we're still dealing with it. And so it's 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 one of those mm-hmm. things to remind ourselves like I, I like I what I've been trying to do especially with like you know Jermaine Greer and especially like third wave feminist or second wave is trying to find the good in the lessons rather than the individual. I think one of the problems is that people tend to hold. Uh, the individuals up as an example rather than the lessons or the values that they were proclaiming at yeah, the time. Yeah, it's not a personality cult. It's not about yeah. upholding the immortal science of Germane Greerism. No. Yeah, there's the... You, yeah, you're not like a fan. You're not like a group, you know, Germane Greer head, whatever they Jermaine would call Germaine Greerstan. Oh, there we go. Perfect. Germaine Greerstan account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, so, ba- yeah, basically, like, you know... Jermaine Greer yeah. sucks, but f- gender equality and steps that are that advance it are good. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think it's one of those things, like, if you're looking for an individual who only preaches the good and always the progressive, like, I mean, go see Fred Rogers. Like, that's pretty much all you got. Because everyone else is like, they have good ideas and they have bad ideas. You know, Contra, Contra Points is one of those people that, you know, had some fairly decent takes on some stuff and then uh, some pretty shitty takes as well. Well, you know, I think, I, I, I think that like they just, they didn't have like the right to rule Guatemala the way that they did. But I, I think that, well, look, I mean, they were, maybe they shouldn't have, <laughs> they, maybe if they made better guacamole, she wouldn't have gone. Guacamole comes from Guatemala, right? Just double check. Well, that's what you think of Guacamole. Yeah, it's like Contra Points makes interesting videos i just wish that they hadn't like sense illegal arms deals through iran <laughs> to get her weapons to like kill peasants um like i think that was a bridge too far natalie come on the podcast. and i do think that yourself. that statement should be retracted richard o'brien also has to say that is a huge jump i.e cutting off your dick and i have all the sympathy in the world for anyone who does it <laughs> but you aren't a woman Sympathy. He sympathizes <laughs> with post ops. That he doesn't. Which I mean, at least he's at least he's not transmedicalist. I think of myself as Richard. I think of myself as the third sex, and it makes things easier. I'm somewhere I mean, in the you, middle. My wife and children yeah. love me and celebrate me for who I am. I wish we would see ourselves as members of a sentient race of beings and be nice to each other as human beings. I don't identify. I don't enough. identify as white. I oh. identify as human. <laughs> There's, there's only one there's only one race it's the human race there's only okay? one gender the human gender <laughs> <laughs> like and this is like people who are really good at figuring out their own shit but then get totally yeah. stuck with their own shit and cannot conceive of someone else having different well, shit exactly because it's like I like I agree with him on the whole point like my own personal philosophy is like yeah well it's you know if you if you try to put yourself in a box and with gender and stuff it, it's kind of a mostly useless. I really don't see the point of it. Like no, no, uh, nobody has like the, nobody has the same. Even if you identify with an existing thing, like nobody has yeah. the same gender identity as you. But obviously, like well, I think my definition of womanhood is correct, uh, and that is <laughs> which is that someone who doesn't have to buy drugs for themselves because <laughs> hot men buy them for them. If that is your situation, you are a woman. Um, but no, it's like. Like, I am glad that he has figured out his own gender shit and is comfortable and is comfortable being this kind of gender fluid, male identifying broadly non-binary person. And that's dope. But and here's and here's an example. Everyone is like that. An example of someone who has a has had a similar identity is a similar age 
and but has not said anything shitty is um, Eddie Izzard. Oh yeah, totally. I completely forgot about Eddie. Yeah, exactly. You can have the same take and not extrapolate it out as like I have the final like I I have the final word on gender, and any trans people who don't fit into my conception of my own relationship to my gender are just delusional self-mutilators who hurt like hurt women mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. and also like just actually to like just to make sure that i it was that i didn't misspeak like because eddie Izzard is that like historically had the whole like you know very um androgynous presentation like constantly you know like was like very like openly like you know gender is bullshit and I'm going to identify, I'm going to like define it the way I am, but also like has more recently like embraced the like transgender label. And so, which means that they've actively been engaging with it, even this late in their life, actively engaging in their own identity and like the way that like understanding has changed in the public, uh, like discourse. Yeah. And like, you can get stuck with your perception of what it was in the seventies and eighties. Or you can keep up and learn something new and accept other people for things that weren't necessarily around, like in the discourse yeah. when you were growing up. And then, and also, you can it also helps you change your understanding of yourself as well. Well, it's also it's that uh, it's that well-known uh, idea of like uh, was it closing the door behind you? Like a lot of these people get to the places where they they succeed in the rights. You kind of see it right now with the whole. LGB movement where it's just like, you know, a lot of lesbian, gays, bisexuals now have their rights and so they're trying to close the door behind them. Or at least a small fringe group. Yeah, you say, I'll, 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 the word a lot is using a lot, doing a lot yeah, of work Yeah, sorry. There. A lot for like yeah. a small cafe somewhere in London. Like they, they have an occupancy limit of 30 people. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like, you know, that's the like liberal Democrat con- contingency. Um, like everyone who's voting Lib Dem also has a side Twitter account where they tweet hashtag LGB drop the T. Um, I'm just going to piss off all the Lib Dems. Vote Labor. <laughs> Fucking yeah. losers. J- 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 Jeremy Corbyn, come on the pod. Yeah, we're influencing a foreign election right now by recommending that you uh, vote for him. And so. since we are funded by Russia, <laughs> technically, <laughs> this is going to cause a scandal among the liberal Democrats who will latch onto it if Jeremy Corbyn wins. Please remember to use promo code. Oh God, this is so bad. Sure what are we talking about? I don't know. But no, ever, we got we to gotta make our rubles somehow. <laughs> what? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we have a podcast? <laughs> oh, we're still going. Oh, Christ. What are we talking about? Generational divides. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, looking back at this, like, it's interesting to see how somebody who's so problematic now made something that was probably iconic and very, uh, like, very... I don't want to use the word gateway, but something along those lines uh, for a lot of people to explore the parts of themselves that they wanted to. Something I would say about the culture around Rocky Horror is I feel that it is increasingly being dropped by a lot of younger queer people. Um, yes. In a way that I feel like it wasn't quite before. I mean, there's obviously problematic stuff about the movie and also about the culture, like consent issues, um, weird ideas about gender sort of dubious like sexualization and a weird sort of bizarre subculture that i think a lot of people feeling feel increasingly alienated by well i think that's just the sign of the times in terms of its progressing like i mean nobody's nobody's ever supposed to be no generation is supposed to be nostalgic for the same thing and also i feel that rocky horror for a lot of younger queer people is no longer 
relevant as an entry point. Yeah, well, it isn't. I'm- and so the, what we were talking about before as like Rocky Horror as a place where you could meet queer people and have these experiences. People have different yeah. spaces for that now, even in more conservative mm-hmm. cities. Mm-hmm. Well, because it, it used to be the thing, like, you, you only had the midnight showings, and that was, like, the closest thing you had. And maybe you lucked out with who you saw yeah. there, and you saw the right people. I mean, it's now you can have a Twitter or a Tumblr account. I mean, that's half a joke and just half the reality, which is that you can, you can log on there, and you can talk to a queer person in, like, two seconds, which is... Yeah, which was probably one of the good things about social media. <laughs> Sorry, that sounded like there. a Republican ad. Like, we need yeah. to regulate the internet. Your kids can log on, log on there and <laughs> talk to a queer person in two seconds. Make sure you run your virus scan for the gay on your computer. Please check your Turn hard drive for parental controls. the gay. I want you to listen here. <laughs> I'm going to go on the internet. I'm going to find every one of those homosexuals. And I'm... Wait, no, he didn't do the Cuban Missile Crisis. Never mind, I can't make that joke. Um, so, no, I like the idea. What? I, I, I can't think of the joke, but the punchline is water gay. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. No, so, I mean, like I said, it's nice that the things are progressing. And I mean, that's kind of the thing. It's supposed to get easier for, the, you know, the next generation. I mean, think about it this way. Like, before, like, you know, like 80 years ago, it's like you had to go to, like, some fucking hidden place somewhere uh, in order to meet any gay person. It was like you had to know, like, at least a half a dozen people to get there. Yeah, you need to put, like, a colored handkerchief in your back pocket. Exactly. And, like, pierce one of your ears and, like... <laughs> Do yeah. some bizarre hand signal at the door. Like if you And all you had to do was learn to paint and then you got away with it scot free. If you didn't know any queers smoke like, a certain brand of cigarettes. If you didn't if, <laughs> if you didn't know any queers, you'd be like you'd have to know like if not Rocky Horror, you'd have to know how to go to the right shows, go to the right bars that aren't like super explicitly one thing or another to make it seem like you actually belong yeah. there. And you have to like care yeah. about the royal family, because it's like a signal. <laughs> Like, really mourn Princess Diana. <laughs> Corgi is and code just, for like, bareback. It's, the community is not so restrictive anymore that you have to go watch Rocky yeah. Horror Picture Show. And so I feel there, there are, I have met an increasing number of young people, like young queer people like my age who, or younger, who just like reject it. And they're like, I don't give a shit about this weirdo 70s. And that's good. Like, gay I mean, guy shit. Like, I just want to go online. And, and, that, and that's good. Have my like, community that's, there. And that's um, how it should be because, I mean, like, it went from something that was, you know, secretive to performative, and now it's just becoming common, which is, I mean, that is that not how progression works? Like, you know, we, it used to have to be, like you said, with the special handkerchiefs or the secret places mm-hmm. with the secret knock. Uh, and then it became like a midnight showing where you could go to at midnight and it was away from prying eyes, but it was a little out there and it's performative and you had plausible deniability. Yeah. Now it's just like you can log on and literally choose your gender online, say, hi, I'm experimenting with this and you have access to a wealth. Yeah, of you can literally experiment with gender by hitting a button. Yeah. And it's perfect. I mean, like, and anybody who says that that's not... You can experiment not, like, with it, gender by listening to a podcast. Yeah. Hey, guys. You're <laughs> a up? girl. You're uh yes. Now you're a... Boy, now you are yes. non-binary. Okay, let's, and then we're going to move on and we're not going to turn you back. Haha. <laughs> You're all non-binary now. <laughs> Tough. Thank you for tuning into the Egg Crack podcast. What is next? Did we get, what, what, what have we, we covered? I think we got everything. I'm looking in the document and all I see after what we just talked about is a <laughs> dick. Like someone's <laughs> typed out a dick. Like a really long dick. <laughs> That seems to be coming. <laughs> oh, a single tit 
and a smiley face. So she's supposed to be an asshole. And so I guess we could talk about this. <laughs> All right, so that's Rocky Horror. That's the culture. Yes. Thank you. Beautifully yeah, so, and like, skillfully, yeah. elegantly. So, so what's our final? What's our, that's what I was going to yeah. say. So what? Yeah. What does each of us think of this show? How is this for representation? Um, both in the film itself and the cultural implications of it. Um, I still love it. Like, I think that it's, I love musicals and I love this movie. Like, I'll always, I'll go back to it, but also it's it, part of my taste anyway. It's like a weird gay musical. Um, if it's, and I think that it's interesting to watch it, like, next to, or, like, compare it to um, Hedvig, and the Angry Inch, which is similar in a lot of interesting ways as well. And, God, I love that movie. But and but yeah, I think it's you know it's a net positive. Um, the creator's shitty views are a like a, he's obscure enough that it I don't think that it's you know making new like transphobes or anything. I think that it's all, all in all a net positive, despite the fact that it's dated and some of the jokes are problematic yeah like i agree that it definitely isn't making new transphobes and richard o'brien kind of just becomes this like embarrassing uncle to like adjacent to the community who shows up at family gatherings and you don't want him there yeah because he's gonna like say some shit about like like iraq and you just would rather (laughs) if he if he didn't come um but because of his position in the community historically and in like like, you know, people write these articles and he'll always be Rocky Horror creator Richard O'Brien and, like, he'll always be that person. But I don't think he's, like, actually influential. Um, like, RuPaul is more influential than him. But Yeah. I, like, yeah, I'm with three. Like, I like fucking weird musicals like this or Repo mm-hmm. the Genetic Opera, which is another movie I really like. There you go, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I like this. It's it's bizarre. Like, it's wonderful. It's nostalgic for me just because, like, I remember listening to the songs and stuff, and it was... I don't know. I like it. I still think it has a place, but I think that place is dying off, and I think that's a good thing, to be honest. Yeah. I think as uh, I, I think as our... As my generation uh, is probably the last to really uh, get into it, then the next one will just... They'll have something else, and that's, that's how it's supposed to be. I think it's a great show that I think a lot of the people, the problems that people take away from it, other than the obvious stuff like sexual consent, uh, the issues in terms of like uh, confusing like Dr. Frankenfurter's character, I think that speaks more to an issue that uh, we have to educate society on what the differences mm-hmm. between the different types of gender expressions that there are. I think that shows that there's more work to do. And I'm very excited to see what the next generation comes up with. Like, I don't know what it's going to be. Is it going to be Tumblr? Will it be another movie? Will it be a gay jewel pods? I don't know. There could be lots of different things. All jewel pods are gay. That's yeah. It's just statistically. But I I will always watch this. I watch it with uh, the little one. She thinks it's absolutely hilarious. She loves it. So I think it'll be one of those things that'll be relegated to like beyond niche, beyond cult following to like just something that eventually dies off. But, you know, who knows what the next thing will be? Fucking I can't think of a gay movie out right now. Yeah, I was going to say, what is is there a thing right now like aside from i like i actually um, so i actually actually i do have an answer for this and i and i think i i'm, I'm kind of serious when i say this which is a lot of just commonplace television and like for example in the good things uh the mean actress and she's bisexual brooklyn 99 with their character representation i think we are moving out of the place where we're having to have shadow cult films like this yeah, I was gonna because say. 
yeah, queer folks are just showing up in the normal, um, normal places, and they're and the the scripts with them are getting a lot better. Where it's just like, it's not even that large of a place. I think the good place personally does it amazingly. Where it's just every once in a while, and I can't remember the main actress, the main character's name, but she um, they're talking about one of the other girls, and she's just talking about like how hot she is and how she'd like to hook up with her, and then she's in love with the guy during the show. So. I like stuff like that. I like that that's what we're getting to. Yeah, and like that's definitely it. It's just the fact that queer culture is being mainstreamed and also because there's broadly more acceptance or at least more spaces where you can be accepted, the community is becoming more disparate and more... um, Like it it doesn't need to band together in these really... Dusky like porn theater esque Yeah, these really tiny communities to have safety and to have a space. Yeah. And so we don't really have stuff like this anymore because yeah, like, you can just have school- queer shit in mainstream culture and that's something a lot of people have pushed for. Yeah, there's like now gay straight alliances in schools. Uh, you know, A lot of educators are now getting brought up on how to exp- deal with gender identity in the classroom. And so I think that's, yeah, like, think you that's might, wonderful. You might even know a gay person. I mean, I, I don't, but you might. Yeah, they say one in three people are gay. You, so listener, it's got to be one of you. You may know it's- a homosexual. Yeah. They could be I, uh, a friend. They could be family. Yeah. They could be a teacher or the, yeah. a dentist. They're in their schools. They're in your churches. They're in your institutional learning facilities. They could and be in your laundry hamper right now. They're in your video game. They're in your pictures of Spider-Man. Actually, we did take over Borderlands. So that series is hella gay now. That's the new Rocky Horror. Yeah. We're just going to Ro- turn it Rocky into Horror. Rocky Horror Borderlands. Rocky Horrorlands. Ah, there we go. Perfect. Well, again, I thank you all again for joining us, and we appreciate the uh, two-fucking-parter episode because of uh, not anybody's fault. It was my except fault. For, except for God herself. Nobody's fault except for mine. <laughs> I guess you can Fair call enough. me God. Like, that's, like, I'm more of a oh, bottom, but... Fuck. <laughs> Power bottom. All right, well, I'm Madeline Hobbs. I'm at rabbit underscore is dead on Twitter and Twitch. Um, I don't know. I just draw and parent and shit. I don't know. That's pretty much it. I'm Amy at Lavender Ashtray. I just do posts. So if you like a post, check it out. Like letters? Yeah. Like online. <laughs> online letters. <laughs> Electronic mail. And I'm Re at R-H-I-R-H-I-C-A-R-T-E-R. And um, I just rewatched the Clue movie. Last night, and oh, that's good. yeah, if you Tim want, Curry. it's such a good if, movie. If you want more Tim Curry hamminess and a little bit of, there's a little bit of gay humor. We could do a Clue episode. I will use God, any excuse please. to do a Clue one, please. Okay, can we just right. do Tim Curry. Yeah, can Tim Curry, gay icon. Tim, yeah, to everything Tim Curry has ever been in. Uh, can we please specifically review uh, his role in Command and Conquer: Tiberian Sun, uh, where he he he's like the commander of the Russians. And, like, there's one part in there where he looks, like, deadpan at the camera. And you can tell they only had, like, one take to do this as he's trying not to laugh. I'm escaping to the one place that hasn't been corrupted by capitalism. Space! Like, that, that, during that pause, he's just desperately trying not to laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. I think we might have to run it it by our sponsors first, though. Yeah. uh, All right. Well, thank you all again. Um, And we will see you all again probably in another week. And uh, thanks uh, thanks all again for listening to us. And we love you all. And we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.
拜。